Jake, this is Rod Blagojevich, and this is We're Missing the Point. Sounds like a very interesting podcast and probably has a lot of stuff that you can talk about. The former governor of Illinois would say that's a high honor and uh, well done. Okay, welcome. You're Missing the Point. It's been a whole year since the last episode. It's been a long year, um, but we're back. Quite the year. Got a got a couple new uh, updates for you. So got a change in the show. We're reinventing the show. Gonna come up with a new logo, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, and also, uh, new co-host. Uh, I, I fired Thomas. You might, you guys might remember remember Thomas from last season. Well, this could be like a season thing. Uh, this um, is season, season two. two. Season two. If you're missing the point, coming up right now. Um, got a new guy, Sam. Sam, he was on, uh, I had an earlier episode called Jake and Sam Win the West. I'm sure to the listeners, remember that one. Uh, there was, I think that's the last episode that went live, so <laughs> in any indication on how long it's been since maybe, maybe. the resurgence. Well, you know that, you know, we get busy. We get with a lot going on. It's, a, it's, an, it's, an, impo- it's an, impossible, an impossible task uh, to keep it all going. Nonetheless, uh, dear listener, we still have not found the point. We're looking. Uh, every person that I've talked to so far has missed it entirely. I, and Thomas, he missed it all the time, so I demoted him. Now he's a recurring guest. Sam is now the co-host. Uh, you know, and, and I always kind of thought he's a little bit—he's a little bit like Zeus. Sam is. He—he <laughs> he, uh, he lifts weights, and he's—he's uh, he's from Olympia. Tell me, tell me about Olympia. What goes on so there? Olympia is the capital of Washington State, um, and. Anybody that goes to visit Washington that's not from Washington thinks that it's a beautiful place because they go in July or maybe in August, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely a wonderful place to be for, like, six weeks. But from September to May, the entire place is cold and gray and wet, and you just you don't want to do it. So I, I was, went to school in the Plains. I went from Washington to Columbia to Washington District of Columbia. It's a narrative arc of, of fictional levels but it, it happens to be real here that is like a novel so it is a lot like a novel um so do you you're you're now in, in in the city uh is it everything that you hoped and dreamed it would be you know that's a great question and absolutely not and that's not a bad thing but i had <clears throat> i don't say a romanticized but it's certainly a very fictional understanding of what washington was like on the day-to-day you know i thought that this was a suit and tie town that you know, was formal everywhere. And also, but that translated into the evenings. And, you know, I have not gone out drinking in a jacket the entire three weeks that I've been here. And, you know, had you asked what I would wear out in the evenings here, even in the summer, I would have assumed that, you know, maybe I'd take the tie off if we were going to go socialize. But it would be a lot more structured. This is a little bit closer to college than I expected. And I would say that that holds architecturally too. That the city's much younger than I thought it would be. You know, driving around, everything here is bigger. You know, in in my head, the whole city is Capitol Hill, and that's not reality at all. Yeah, what I think is interesting, I think that Washington, uh, it, like it was in the movies, was probably like that in like the '90s. A bunch of like actual old guys going around and like having fine dining all the time and stuff. Uh, but I think just like in general, like the style of everybody has gotten a little bit more casual mm. and the types of restaurants that people are opening everywhere, not just here in you. So previously you were in it, you were in Atlanta. Is that, that's probably a younger place. Atlanta's like a very that young like place. A, that's like a place that's sort of like, uh, 
you know, like people are moving there, like Charlotte and Charlotte, Nashville. Charlotte's even younger than yeah. Atlanta. I was in Charlotte. For oh, you went to Charlotte too. This is you're, so you're, you're like a hippie, is what you are. Uh, I, you don't have you don't really have a home uh, I, until I, now. This is I prefer home. vagrant. I, I live on the road. Or, uh, you're like uh, a, I was I went to 26 <laughs> states last year. It's kind of a rough year to go to to the half the country. Like a gypsy. Gypsy. That's right. Sam the gypsy. I don't look like a gypsy. I try not to come off as one, but I live the lifestyle. Since, I like being well, on the Well, since road. You, maybe if you don't want to be recognized as as a gypsy, you want to maybe use a cover name so like the the community doesn't come and find you. But maybe Doctor Love. Um, I, I'm gonna pass on no. being Doctor Love. Doc, no, Doctor Love. All right. Now, what about like Vincent? the kid or something like that you know like uh, yeah. nobody would know to know who that is you know uh, I, I don't know that i can pick my own nickname maybe we'll let the audience decide you gotta let the people bit. decide let that's people right decide. it's like yeah you know a lot of people say i'm a lot like a lot like christ a lot like jesus christ and that's i can't i can't say that for myself but other people sure. say people say um yeah so is it a different type of young though because i think that so what one of the one of the scenes that kind of goes on in, in the city is uh there's a whole lot of fresh out of college kids. Uh, in, there's also like a, a little bit. Of of in, there's like an intern yeah. scene that's going on, mm-hmm. but but forgetting about them, uh, they're the ones around in the suits actually. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, I've noticed that. But uh, but yeah, the, so the the main I don't know. So there's like three demographics in the city. It's like twenty um, something year olds, right? That's us out of college. That we here we are. Mm-hmm. We're actually we're moved. We're a little bit past the oh, first. We've aged group, out of the first bracket. The first yeah. the first bracket is like twenty two to twenty five, ish. You know. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll buy and that. And then there's then there's the people that like have that have like a, have their careers kind of moving and that kind of goes up into your like early thirties. And then there's just like the people that are like forty years old or like top of the food chain the city and then they're, they're established here. and then like that's it and then you're like 80 year old congressman sure and you know i've definitely gotten the sense in the short time that we've been here or that i've been here that this is a very itinerant city so i can absolutely understand how 40 is the top of the food chain in a city where you know, no one is here more than five years you know, i would i would really like to see what the standard you know the the mean and standard deviations are you know i wouldn't be surprised if it was a you know plus or minus one on five years right it's a very strange scene it's not like so Atlanta has like a music scene going on right like that that's probably brings a lot of young people to the city that sure that don't generally wear jackets to lunch right um Charlotte is like has I don't know what the scene in Charlotte is you know, I, know I, I wasn't there long enough to get about a, a bank that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bank of America is there I actually asked you know the question of the day is where does Brian Moynihan I'm pretty sure it's the CEO of Bank of America does he live in Charlotte or does he spend most of his time in New York with the rest of the bankers? I think it's an interesting question because I have no idea. Well, usually, uh, I think probably he sends uh, Bobby Moynihan to do his business in New York. And then while well, he can stay in Charlotte. Okay. There, now we know. Um, but, you know, both of those are younger cities. I will say that you saw some southern nature in Charlotte, which I think is interesting. I, and, but none in Atlanta. Atlanta is just like a metropolis. Urban, it's an urban yeah, place. it's an urban place. And I expected a little bit of Southern in DC and have found none. Um, I'm not surprised by that necessarily. I think like after some reflection, spending some time here, that it totally makes sense. But I did think that this was a, at least somewhat of a Southern city. I also was could be faulted for thinking that it's a little more coastal 
Um, definitely not the case. Uh, you know, like we went out to Annapolis, and that was the mid-Atlantic coast that I sort of expected to find here in the city. And I think it's the association with the river that you know be, that's a very large river, and they manage it to be a, almost like the bay. So, you know, the city engaging with the waterfront and you know not living here kind of makes me think oh that's going to be a coastal town and in fact it's not no it's like it's like a, it's like a fake place it's all manufactured and planned and uh it is clean and i it's weird there's no real scene in dc and everybody's from somewhere else um but you know you know how it is i don't know that i've met any locals now that you say that you know i i I only know a few. I could probably count them on one hand. Um, and I, we know a lot of people. We're very popular. Jake and Sam, people, popular folks. Yeah. It makes me wonder, you know, do the people that are from the outlying areas, but really, you know, this is the closest real city, you think Chevy Chase, do they associate themselves as locals or do they go elsewhere? Oh, I think they, they, would, they would consider themselves locals. Um, I mean, most locals like live up there. That's where, yeah. where if you run into somebody that's from DC, they're probably from like way northwest, like near Chevy Chase or uh, certainly in the circles that we run in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so what? Well, you know, without without having any without having any real locals, the uh, the Nationals I think really suffer from that that scene. Not really a whole like the Redskins or you know formerly the Redskins. Sure. Uh, they. Uh, they have a, like a fan base. They have like a local fan base. Interesting, um, because they've been here for a long. Yeah, because they the used Nationals to be like really good, you know, that yeah. long time ago. And then the the Nationals just don't really don't really get it as much. Um, but that's okay. Young people think baseball is uh, is different than it than, than they used to. You know, the game has changed. Yes, although I think having a, a bunch of people that are not from here, so they have no allegiance and a team that also has no allegiance to its city allows for the young people to become sort of bandwagon fans in the short term. Oh, yeah. Nobody will hassle you for becoming a Nationals bandwagon fan. It happened whenever they won the World Series. Sure. All, all, they, all the fans showed up. Um, but, you know, it's a fairly empty stadium, the, you know, when, it, when you go to a game. And, and, it's, but it's, and the people are there. It's more of a social event. There's not, it's not Precisely, like... It's yeah. not. It's not a... It's not a for the it's not a for the love of the game type of thing. Um, it's for the love of the party, right? And I think that the, and that that's kind of spreading a little bit with like the new rules and stuff with uh, the uh, like they have the minor league, they have the robot umpires, and they're changing the the way that that you can switch pitchers and everything to encourage faster games and uh, considering bringing the DH to the NL. Um, so there's more home runs, you know, like the, the, the people don't, people don't like the game slow and like it used to be, but I think that's part of the game. I think like whenever the umpires have to consult each other and possibly make a bad call, then like that, that, that's part of the game. And like, you have to manage around that and you have to be able to come back from that type of thing. And, um, and and if you really look at it, well, you, 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 over the course of of 162 games, it's going to be impossible for you to pin your entire season off of one blown call. That's why the season is so long. Yeah, I, I think you can't that's just fair. be blind. You know, some well, you miss somebody umpire makes a really bad strikeout call or something, right? And then like your team doesn't make the playoffs like 
50 games after that. There's been like a ton of bad calls on both sides. Everybody gets bad calls all the time. So it really evens out over the course of the season. And that's kind of like why they saw it so long too. Yeah. That, that you have to be great. able to grind it out and hold, hold your position all the way through, regardless of what happens. Um, but that's going away. And that's like what's going on with the nationals. I think like the same type of type of thing. Um, so now that you live at the house, you are um, trying to rename it. Which oh. thinks he's a big shot. The man moves here from Columbia, Missouri. Tries to come into my house. Try to tell me what we're going to name the place. I'm sorry for your loss, but we're in Washington, D.C., for Christ's sake. When you can have something as perfect as the right house in the city, my name, you have to use it. My name I, is an entire architectural feature. Right, you know, you are welcome to have the loft, but I think the people will tell you that the White House is the, the way to go here. Well, now, you know, really consider maybe maybe if you're if you get somebody that, that doesn't get the DC reference, they think you're referencing a lighthouse. Uh, you know, maybe they consider could that think you know that. this is such a coastal place. You but know, maybe when you, you refer there. to it as our home in DC, it is sort of fitting. I there's suppose it would only be better if we lived there. on Pennsylvania Avenue. But I don't know that we want to move to that side of town. No, not not today. Other 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 things that we could consider Loftopia and the and uh, the Loftstel. Uh, I think those are both um, high quality they, candidates for, for. They the, certainly are high quality candidates that reek of desperation. You're, you know, <laughs> you're clawing for a distant second place, which is okay. There's no fault to it, but you know, well, when we've got it down and. It's it, it's the way that it is. It's just a natural fit. Okay. Well, we'll we'll come back. To the, we'll come back. We'll come back to the name of the house. Uh, it's it's a working title, the right house. <laughs> um, you know. So one that, one one interesting thing about Sam is he drives uh, drives a Volkswagen. I, I do. Which is generally I don't find that terribly interesting. Volkswa- a Volkswagen Passat is the type of car that some wealthy family gives their daughter to drive because they're not yet ready to drive the Benz. That, that's very interestingly I went in the reverse. I had a I had a Mercedes and I sold it and upgraded to the Volkswagen. Upgrade. Uh, it was an upgrade, yeah. Up- <laughs> uh, I, I had a diesel ML350. It's a very good vehicle. It was like a tank but it uh, was problematic. So it was time to move on. And also in the city, the the smaller vehicle is much more practical. I was kind of looking at, you know, having to keep an SUV in town seemed sort of like a giant headache, especially a full-size one. You know, it's not the, what GM product do you have now? I've got an Equinox. <laughs> right. So Chevrolet Equinox. The ML is so probably a nice, full size larger than it's a, that. It's a nice Equinox. It is. Yeah. You're, you're, this is, uh, the Equinox is a small SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice Equinox though. Very nice equinox. You know, no, no knock to it. It's uh, the mom package. You know, it's got the child lock uh, right by the radio for easy access to keep the kids in line. Keep the kids in line. Well, fortunately, we don't have any of those running around here. No, this don't is have a child-free any. zone. Yeah, no, no, thank you, no, thank you. Uh, you know what the you know the people the kids are driving though these days. Still in the Chevrolets, they got the they're taking the Traverse. The Traverse is a nice is a nice sled. I know a young woman with a, a kid who drives a Traverse. So you're spot on. <laughs> right on with the with the car. Yep. Stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, 
What kind of, well, you know, what, what kind of car do you think? Let's let's say like what. Well, so I saw I saw a uh, I saw a Prius the other day, right? And so everybody knows the type of person that drives a Prius. But this was not this wasn't just a regular that right the one that you see. This was like the f- number one model Prius number one. Doesn't I'm, even, I'm not sure what that means. It doesn't even look like the Priuses of today or like what you imagine. Is a Prius. it smaller? Yeah, it's smaller and it's like it looks like um, it kind of is is more like hatchbacky and not like eggy you know like a prius kind of looks like an egg yeah it's like oval shaped the 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 prius number one it's like it's like uh like more of a regular hatchback it's weird it's a weird thing and there's follow. a very strong chance the driver had a mask on in their personal vehicle oh, yeah. by themselves right certain certain 100 yeah yeah this is this, i, the, I was seeing heart. this i was seeing this car all the time before the before the masks, so I can't say for sure, but definitely the the, top, the the man driving it looked like looked like he'd be a masker for you know they're all wearing masks in Los Angeles these days. Uh, there's a reason that I left the West Coast. Uh, I'm sorry for them. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, totally. The uh, um, I mean those guys are hippies. Th- those are real hippies. Yeah, this, you were there though. You were in Washington. I was. I am not in Washington. I don't have plans to go back to Washington. It's a nice place to visit. I, I'll leave it there. It's a great place for other people. Okay. Yeah. I won't. I'll, I'll go maybe once. Yeah. Take a look. I would. I wouldn't mind. I. I think the Pacific Northwest is probably kind of a. It's sort of a rain, rainy parade. But uh, I mean, who doesn't there are like parts that are you know, rainforest? It's still a parade. It, it could be a parade. Yeah, uh, I, there are lots of demonstrations. If you want to can't call those parades, lots of you know chanting protesters. Uh, Portland right now, I think, still dealing with that. So some, you know, when I was in Seattle last, they it was when they had established the autonomous zone. That the police just said take you know six square blocks or something like that, and it was like a parade. I, I, I did not go in. I went by, and it was nuts. And, you know, just people on the street shouting at themselves. And you see a lot of that up there. The a- activists with no real cause. You know, the, is, are they activists or are they criminals? That's a good question. I don't know. So usually, I, I usually I don't think so. I think I'm I'm okay with some activism. Sometimes though, yeah. organized stuff. Well, you know, like you saw, I'm pretty sure I saw a news report a couple of months ago that someone had gotten shot. I mean, this may have been you know before the first of the year. Someone had gotten shot in the autonomous zone. So you know, certainly criminal act there. But they had said no, that you know they they declared that there were no laws, and I believe they did not get help from first responders because of that. I'm not exactly sure. Or they I had to know. finally That's, let some in. They had to got to find some got to make their own autonomy. You know who I tell you the real criminals though are these auto mechanics. <laughs> 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 these guys should be put in jail. You can't. I a flat tire today. And uh, went in, uh, went into the place, and the guys tell me that they uh, they need to hold on to the car for a little bit. So that's okay. So I give them the car, and uh, they call me back a little bit ago, and they try to tell me that oh yeah, we so we're not going to be able to fix the tire. It's got a got a big old screw in it, so I didn't really, you know. But the reason they're not going to fix the tire primarily is because the tread is so low on the tire. They're trying to sell me new ones. Um, and so I was went ahead and was like, okay, well I'll take the I'll take a new tire. There's nothing wrong with that. And they're like, well, you really need a whole both 
both of them on the front, you need you need replaced. Which I you know if it, in terms of drivability, I, I understand that. Um, but they were totally trying to sell this to me. Right, so I bought it. Right, so now I got now I'm two tires. Okay, you're a man with two new tires. Okay, and then oh, and meanwhile while this is going on, I guess the guy's giving me an entire dot diagnostic on the car. He's trying to tell me I need new brakes. I need a new. Well, he's like your struts are half worn out. And you you got a thing over here that's leaking. And, oh, all this all this nonsense. They're just making all this up. And I'm telling. So I'm just telling. And this is I'm getting this second hand from from the. From the receptionist, right? Sure. And so I, I don't. I know that she doesn't have any answers to any of these questions. And so I'm just like, you know, just give me. I went in there for the tires, so I'll just go and get the tires. Forget it. I don't care about the brakes. So yeah. If you need to stop, I'll find a tree. Right. What is? Come on. This is. You're not. I didn't ask for a full diagnostic here. I was came with a flat tire. Um. So I got out of there two tires and they're fixing the, the thing that's leaking. Paying a little more more than I wish, but I'd say you know, auto maintenance. That's how it how it goes. Um, it's it's a tough racket. Yeah, it I've is. never understood, and I'm not going to say that all mechanics are dishonest. I think that there's just a problem. You know, we all want to attribute them suckering us because we don't know any better, and I think there may be some veracity to that. I'm pretty. I'm basically being held hostage by these people. Sure, they have. They've got my only means of transportation, totally disassembled in their garage. And they're not going to put it together until I pay. Like, you know, is this an episode of The Sopranos, or am I just getting a flat tire fixed? Yeah. Come on, guys. In it, Jerseyville. You go in Jerseyville, there's this place. You go in there. Wells Norris Tires, right? They, or, they you go in there. $15, fix a flat, in and out, no time. No time at all. Even with bald tires like yours. Right. They'd fix anything. <clears throat> oh, but these guys, criminals. Basically bankers. Um, but you know, you can take that to the bank. That's for sure. You certainly can. Um, okay. So this has been episode one of season two. You're, You're missing, missing the, the point, point with Jake and Sam. We'll talk to you next time. Hopefully it won't be a year, but you know, who, who knows? And, uh, don't forget to leave a comment, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And share it. You're missing the point.com. You can also catch it there. Catch you next time.